Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings, Social Studies. Brought to you by HigherPrice.com. Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. All right, o'clock time for some social studies. We head to the world of X. Presided over by Sarah Cazell. Hi, Sarah. Yes. Hello, hello. Welcome into Social Studies, everybody. Let's jump right in, uh, starting with the Phoenix Suns. They have 23 regular season games left now, and getting wins is the obvious priority for this team down the final stretch. But wins aside, what is the one thing you want to see from the Suns team during this final stretch? I don't want to see any more Bradley Beal street clothes. Mm-mm. That's what I don't want to see. Yeah. So I want uh, to see him in uniform. Well, you got at least one more of those. Uh, I say, I said yesterday, defensive intensity and effort. I, I think they can really ramp that up in physicality. There's a lot of room for growth on that side of the basketball, if you ask me. But, but right now, in the short term, I, I, I want, I want this team to electrify the valley on Sunday with a, uh, uh, a declaration victory against the Thunder. That's sure. what I want. Were you breaking? No, news no, no. Time? I spoke out of turn there. Okay. I, I forgot they're playing tomorrow, not tonight. I figured if they were playing a back to back, then. Oh, got it. Oh, I, thought, I thought you had some. Speed. No. I got nothing. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Yes. All right, let's get to our listener responses. What they want to see from the Suns in this final 23 games of the regular season. Mike CR7 says, fewer turnovers and closing out the fourth quarter better. Seas wants to see more hustle and effort regardless of the opponent. Tom Foss wants to see... Bradley Beal back, Bradley Beal back, Bradley Beal back, and some baby back ribs. <laughs> That's really hard to say. <laughs> Rachel H. wants consistency with shooting and defense from start to finish. She says too many peaks and valleys in each game. They're really taking the valley part seriously. Mm. Jordan Kuda, he wants them to keep pace to stay a, a top six seed in the West. He says with the Mavs, Kings, Lakers, Warriors, the play-in tournament, oof, I want no part of that. George Alper cannot be denied, wants rebounding, crisp passing, and no more ISO or hero ball. Getting on to our next question. This, this is a... Uh, this is a tough exercise, but our listeners came through. We reposted again that photo of Kyler Murray, Corbin Carroll, and Devin Booker all together at this MLB event put on by Kevin Durant earlier this week. Three incredible athletes all in the same city at the same time across three different sports. So we are asking for the best combination of such scenario. The three top athletes across three different sports all in the same market at the same time. Ooh. In different sports. Yes. Yes. Each of them needs to be in a different sport. This is a think piece, and I was not thinking about it, so I got nothing to contribute. <laughs> That's okay. What about you, Vic? Looks like you're noodling on I it mean, right now. I, I think at different times in, like, New York, mm-hmm. L.A., Boston, you could... You could really have well, some unbelievable list. Well, well, let's 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 map out Boston right now. So you you go Brady at quarterback, tough to beat that. Uh, what great Boston Celtics won titles during that time? Garnett, Paul Pierce, yeah, right. And then yeah. then pick a baseball player, and David Ortiz, and David for Ortiz. That's, that's that's pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. Um, I, I I think 
I think Walter Payton and Michael Jordan, um, their crowds passed briefly. Yes. And then there's... But Walter Payton was kind of at the end of the road when Jordan was coming in, so it wasn't really kind of like, boom. But and then you'd have to find on, a third one, like Andre Dawson. Andre Dawson. Yeah, there you go. That's a good one. That's a good Ch- one. Chicago Tim Ring Chicago. posted that yes. the other day. Oh, did he? Yeah. yeah, and he shared that in our Tim, thread. the Ringer. Ringer. The Ringer. As well. We had a Boston submission as well, but from earlier, a Daylight Films submitted Bill Russell, Bobby Orr, and Carl Yastrzemski from the mid-'70s. Pretty good. That's a good, that's a good trio. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here we have one from Houston. Uh, Lawrence Wildflower submitted J.J. Watt, James Harden, and Jose Altuve with a question mark. Uh, Walter Payton, Ryan Sandberg, and Michael Jordan. Ryan sent that one in. Kobe Bryant, David Beckham, and Mike Trout about a decade ago. A little out of the box, pulling the MLS in. Right. I like it, though. Um, Although... Mark Trout doesn't play in Los Angeles. Well, it's, did they change their name They're, yet? I guess Were they, they the Los a- Angeles Angels of Anaheim? OBJ, Carmelo Anthony, and Derek Jeter, says Walker. Magic Johnson, Wayne Gretzky, and Oral Hershiser, circa 1988. Pretty good in Los Angeles. That's a good one. And then we have four submissions from Maybe Ryan. Okay. Michael Jordan, Frank Tomos, Chris Chelios. Chelios? Sorry, Chelios. I never know how to yep. say it. Manute Bull, Jose Canseco, Bo Jackson. <laughs> Fantastic. And right what? here, Diana Taurasi, Larry Fitzgerald, and Shane Doan. I'm Where's trying to Chris think Trump? of where Bo Jackson, Jose Canseco, and Manute Bull played together. <laughs> Somebody's and probably on somebody fantasy is their fantasy teams. And why <laughs> and why was that even included? <laughs> <laughs> maybe Ryan tweet us again. I don't I know. I mean, his uh, Twitter handle is ridiculousness, so yeah. maybe that's there the you go. ridiculous. Ah, there you go. Right. Okay, now on to the most important question, um, based off of the, our, our our first conversation on this morning's show about this poor eight year old girl who has been trotted out at sporting events recently to seeing the national anthem pregame and has has a lot of confidence. We love that for her but didn't sound so great. Has a lot of confidence, but doesn't sound so great. Hmm, who does that sound like? <laughs> I can't Do we quite know place it. Anybody like that? I'm not sure. Off-key, warbling, but full of self-confidence. <laughs> zero, outfit. zero shame. Yeah, and after the first bad performance, isn't afraid to roll it out true. again the next day. Right, isn't, big... afraid, isn't afraid to lean into it <laughs> or step into it. The big difference is the Indiana Pacers asked this young lady yeah. to perform. Whereas the guy we're thinking about yeah. never asked to perform, so, but does it anyway. I guess I'm sorry we're talking about you, Guitar Joe. That's right. <laughs> right yeah. Okay, so we are asking, good or bad, what is the most memorable national anthem performance of all time? Uh, the one that always makes me laugh to this day is that is that poor woman in Canada who's dressed up in a nice suit and she's got heels on. And I think she's running late, so she's trying to walk fast and she steps on the ice and just falls ass over elbow. It's And you can hear the thud because yes. she's holding the mic and you can hear the thud when she hits the ice. And it's like, oh, that's, as, that's about as embarrassing as it gets. Brandon Murata submitted that. And really? also noted that she forgot the lyrics. Is that true as well? I don't remember that. Yeah, part. I don't know that. It's always painful. <laughs> on the good end, it's Whitney Houston. On the yes. bad end, it's Carl Lewis. 
Okay, where does Fergie fall into that spectrum? Oh, that was bad. That was bad. But Fergie Fergie might have been gooned up on the moon juice. Or maybe mooned up on the goon juice. It's hard to tell, really, sometimes. You have to watch the replay to find out. Mm -hmm. But uh, the first one that I remember, and you... If you well, there was one before this was the Roseanne one. Yes. Yeah, she she was mentioned in here as well. Brian oh, yeah, a little vile gesture at the end. Oh yeah, that was she pretty bad. Spit and grabbed her. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. Cute. Ugh. Okay. Uh, John Garver says this question should have started with other than Whitney Houston at the Super Bowl. Mm. What is the most memorable? A lot of people went with her. Alex says when your national anthem becomes a trap remix, you know it was terrible. Fergie takes the cake. <laughs> Let's play. Some basketball. <laughs> so good. Uh, and then a submission from Justin Prestigard that I'm sure most people listening will remember Jesse McGuire playing the national anthem that on the trumpet. Great. Yeah, Always so not great. singing it, but playing it. And the other one that, that jumped to mind series. was the other woman that forgot the lyrics. And was it Maurice Cheeks? Maurice Cheeks. Came over and put yeah. her arm around her, and they sang it together. That yeah, was fantastic. Oh, I've always, never seen that. Oh, you haven't? Dishing no. out assists. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Here, here, here's one thing you need to know real quick. Yes, please. Whitney Houston's version of the Star Spangled Banner <laughs> charted on the Billboard chart. Is that right? Yeah, it got as high as number 20. Oh, what a legend. Oh, oh come on. <laughs> I love it. Okay, mock my world. Check in real quick. Jarrett Carlin is in the lead with about yeah, an no. hour. I mean, Vic, you're in second, but he's got a pretty, pretty big lead on you right now. Thirty-five percent say Jarrett Carlin's leaps are winning right now. Twenty-nine percent go with Vic. Twenty say me. Sixteen percent say you, Vince Murata. But there is still time to vote. People are not convinced by Dan Bickley's leap of faith to join this video. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't like that. That's weird. I don't know. I told you, you got my vote, everyone. Vinny. That's why. It seemed obvious to everyone. Not a leap of faith. Yeah, no, that's so true. That wasn't a risk. We knew. All right. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks, Thanks to everybody who participates in social social studies. Easy for me to say. Social studies. Some uh, national perspective on the Phoenix Suns. We'll get it from Sam Amick, senior NBA writer for The Athletic. Next, Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Hey, everybody. It's Bernsey and the Suns, after all that time off, got the win last night over the Houston Rockets. So what stood out to us? We'll talk about it on today's Burns and Gambo show starting at straight up 2 o'clock. Yeah, Suns will get the Rockets again tomorrow night. Samari Stoudemire going into the ring of honor. There are 11 games above 500, 23 left to play down the home stretch. Here to talk Phoenix Suns and NBA with us is a senior NBA writer for The Athletic, Sam Amick, who joins us here on Bickley and Murata Morning. Sam, thanks for coming back on the show. We appreciate it. You got it. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, the Suns are kind of an interesting study. They have been all season long. They haven't had uh, full health. A lot of teams can make that claim. But here they are, 11 games above 500. they They're in the fifth seed in the Western Conference right now. I'd love to get your perspective on what you're seeing uh, at this point and, and how equipped do you think they are to make a deep playoff run? I mean, it's funny because with everything they've been through, uh, you know, I think it could be a lot worse. The idea of being... 11 games over 500, like you said, with, you know, I think at this point, Beal is in the neighborhood of, of having missed around 30 games. Uh-huh. You know, that's just a, a massive loss. That's not the plan that they went into this season with. Yet, you know, you look up and, you know, I'm looking at the standings here. I mean, you know, they're within striking distance of getting home court in the first round if they were able to have a strong finish. And the Clippers haven't been playing as well of late. So, you know, I think that's actually a doable thing for them. So um, it's still underwhelming from the standpoint of because we haven't seen those three guys together 
on a consistent basis. It, it hasn't popped like we thought it would, but in, in this loaded West where, you know, parity abounds and, and really it's going to come down to who's healthy when the postseason arrives, you know, I think they're, they're just, you know, it could be a lot worse. Yeah, I agree with that. I think there's also some flaws in this program right now that I wonder what they're going to look like when you get in the best of scenario against teams. For those who don't know, what kind of challenges um, uh, face teams when they transition from regular season basketball to these best of series where there's a lot of adjustments and, and strategery going on? Yeah, I mean, the the defensive side of the ball, you know, obviously things change. It's funny, you know, recently I've had a lot of conversations with people about the officiating in general and the idea that, uh, you know, and I guess within that discussion is, is the reality that, that uh, agree or not, the whistle changes a, a fair amount in the playoff. Mm-hmm. And, it, it you know, everybody hunkers down and it's a little bit closer to 80s, 90s style defense and basketball and, and so the question with the Suns is, from a size standpoint, obviously, how do they match up? Can they survive with some of the deficiencies they have uh, on that end of the floor? And then, you know, offensively, I think they're, if healthy, again, the major qualifier, you know, they're, they're pretty well equipped to be a dangerous offensive team because ISO basketball becomes even more important in the playoffs. Uh, you're going to run your stuff for a lot of the game, but the last couple of minutes, mm-hmm. it, it, a lot of times comes down to, to who can get you a bucket. And those three guys, especially Devin and Kevin, um, are just on the short list of giving the ball and, and let them cook. Uh, so, you know, I, it's one of those things, guys, where am I handicapping them to do what they set out to do and win the title? No. But um, I think they're going to be a tough out, and, and I'm kind of dying to see what that looks like. Sam Amick, senior NBA writer for The Athletic, joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. You, you mentioned uh, previously, Sam, uh, full health. Uh, let's play – Let's play in fantasy land for a little bit. Let's assume full health for every Western Conference playoff team. If that's the case, is it Denver head and shoulders above everybody else, in your opinion? I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I probably take them by a nose. Um, you know, I, I, I have, you know, fresh on my mind what they did in the playoffs last year, and, and it was a pretty dominant championship run, all things considered. And so Joker and Jamal Murray – uh, remain, although Jamal's injury last night really didn't look good. Um, but like you said, full health, if that's the premise here. Uh, I've got Denver by a nose. Um, and then what's so unique about this season is that there's legitimately nobody, no team at all, that that I think can claim to have the the kind of the chemistry and longevity factor on their side anymore because the Warriors had that forever, right? But but what the Warriors are right now, and obviously they're way down in the standings, but what they have with their core is navigating all these young guys. And you cannot sit there and just and, and lean on, you know, the championship experience anymore. They have a – this is a new challenge for a team like that. So then you have the question of with full health, Man, like Minnesota's defense is pretty dominant. I mean, they're they're way out ahead of the rest of the pack on that end of the floor. They're mediocre defensively, but Minnesota's tough. Oklahoma City has, you know, very little postseason experience with this group, but they're dynamic. Um, you know, the Clippers have got a bunch of future Hall of Famers, but they have never done it together on the playoff stage with James Harden being involved. So, you know, I can go all the way down the line. New Orleans, Dallas. Um, the the Lakers are probably the only ones that, that can say, okay, we've been here a little bit, but they're wildly inconsistent. Mm. Uh, and I, I, to bring it back to the Suns, I mean, that's where um, I think, you know, every matchup they're going to face, 
it's it's really going to just come down to executing and and meeting the moment. Uh, there's not going to be kind of that pressure of of a, a team that's been there before, like there was in the old Warriors days. Now, like many people, Charles Barkley's tired of a lot of the hot take national shows constantly fix it, fixating on LeBron and the Lakers playing to that gigantic audience. You know why they do it. But he also said that he doesn't think the Lakers or the Warriors are really a threat to anybody in the playoffs. Your thoughts on those teams that, like you said, there there's a lot of age, there's a lot of experience, there's a lot of wisdom, but, but how dangerous really are those teams Dan, I, I love the question I'm just going to be real with you here you're, you know uh, you're talking to a national guy who who has a column on a screen in front of him that's about a third written about LeBron so I guess I'm just going to lean into it no go <laughs> ahead that's fine Please it's all good <laughs> it's you know he's on the verge of 40,000 points yeah. that blows my mind uh, that he's you know, obviously going to become the first guy to, to, to go past that barrier. Uh, but Chuck is not wrong about the hyper-focus on LeBron and the Lakers. And it's a tricky thing to cover. And the Warriors, too. Um, and those are honestly two of, if you did a little study of my archive, I, I, I write about those two teams a lot. And, you know, the the uh, justification, I guess, would be that even with the Lakers not being a real threat, which uh, they, you know, I don't think they are um, right now. They're, you know, they, I can't figure them out, but, you know, no, they're not on my short list. LeBron and what he's doing, and, you know, Dan, you covered the Michael Jordan era. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, you saw these guys. Uh, you know, who he's in the discussion with for, for greatest of all time. And, and what I'm trying to write a little bit is that just compartmentalize that argument and, and just realize that this is insanity, what he's doing right now. I know, like last night, I know it was just the Wizards. They're a terrible team. But, you know, he had a sequence late in the fourth quarter that, you know, it was, it was bucket, steal, bucket, assist, and they pulled the game out. Well, he's almost 40 years old. This has never happened. So that is why there's a LeBron fixation. Uh, he's just making history every time he steps out there. And then the Warriors, like, until they're dead completely, and I'm talking about, like, Steph and Clay and Draymond either retiring or moving on somewhere else, um, that that drama and that kind of soap opera is going to be completed, and, and we're going to chronicle it. But in terms of being a threat, no, they're two very interesting teams that I think you'd be a little nervous to see in the first round if they have it going at that time. But they, uh, they're they not on the short list either. Very fair points. And, yeah, even though I'm tired of the Lakers, Sam, I'll always read your stuff. So I look forward to reading that column. Appreciate it, buddy. You got it, man. Sam, thanks, as always, for coming on the show. We appreciate it. We'll talk again soon, hopefully. You got it, guys. Have a great day. See you, Thank Sam. You. Sam Amick, senior NBA writer for The Athletic. He joined us on the Arizona Sports Line. Uh, I think we've stalled enough today. Jared, do you have Did you finish your joke fest, clown? No, but I will by the time in, in five minutes. I can't believe you. you I'm just typing it up. Yeah. My update's going to be finished. four minutes If long. you were somebody capable of multitasking, that would be acceptable. <laughs> but you are the worst multitasker. You're absolutely And you're writing right. jokes. Yes. The good news it is better be funny. you don't need to be a good multitasker to produce a radio show. So <laughs> I have three... Can't miss jokes. Oh, wow. Yes. Unfortunately, Three. there's like okay. 15 of them. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Here All right. Comes, in comes Carlin. He's hitting one. Well, no, he's on, a, he's on a hot streak he's here. He's had streak. three great weeks in a row. I, Let's find out if Jared can extend it a full month. A promise oh. of hilarity coming up next in the Sports Kebab with Jared Carlin. Bickley Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports Poll Question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome to Bickley and Murata Mornings. Happy 
Friday, everybody. We're going to our website, ArizonaSports.com, for a quick look at today's poll question before Jarek Carlin makes us laugh for the fourth week in a row. No pressure. Should the Cardinals... Let the record show that I've been doing this for about six, seven years. Yeah. yeah. This is the fourth week in a row. And, and now you're stringing four together. We're very proud of you. Should the Cardinals consider drafting Dallas Turner out of Alabama? He ran a 4-4-7-40 yesterday, I guess is just testing like a freak at the Combine. So should the Cardinals consider drafting Dallas Turner? Yes, they need the pass rushing help, or no, it's Marvin Harrison Jr. or Buss. Yeah, no, his first name is Dallas. There you go. <laughs> so that's yeah. not going to fly? I, I, the context of that question is interesting because they have a second first-round pick. Yeah. Dallas Turner might not be there, but at number four. But Marvin Harrison Jr. Is no, no, absolutely not at number four. Okay. Is that That's what it's implying, right? Yes. Yes. Because in theory, you could do both. I don't know. 77% say Marvin Harrison Jr. or Bust. 23% say, yeah, they need the pass rushing help. So go get them. It's an interesting question. Sure is. And we don't have time to elaborate on it. No, that, we don't. But it's uh, the Sanderson Ford poll question. You can vote on it on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. You on your way. You going to the top. You the next Lenny Bruce, man. It's crazy. It's sports news skewered. The sports kebab. Oh, does the hot streak continue? Wow, what a hype. We are a tingle with anticipation. Kind of. Okay, well, you're going to be a tingle with lots of stuff after this. Oh. Because this is the sports kebab. It's sports news skewers, but guys, I'm sorry. Sorry to announce it. I hate to do it right now on live on the show. This will be my final sports kebab. I'm leaving the show because I have just been offered the lead as Willy Wonka in the next immersive Wonka experience in Scotland. They said I'm perfect for the job. Have you guys seen this story about a disastrous interactive Willy Wonka event in Scotland? Yes. Where they... <laughs> I was hoping you had. <laughs> Apparently, they ran out of candy. They had knockoff costumes. They had made-up characters. And it was just a grim, sparsely decorated room in an abandoned warehouse. Now, everyone, they're perversely loving this story because they reminds them of, like, Firefest and the kind of a thing. I do not like it. You know my love of this uh, this whole situation. I hate to see Willy Wonka treated like this, okay? I mean, if I want to see a guy in a crazy top hat get disrespected by a bunch of losers, I'll watch Cam Newton get jumped. <laughs> <laughs> How about that viral video of Cam Newton getting surprise attacked by three guys at an event and then fighting them off? Crazy situation. I mean, the last time a Newton got unexpectedly hit in the head like that, he discovered gravity. <laughs> One of my older references I can make. It doesn't get much older than that. Yeah. Now, Isaac, I don't get uh, what the, I don't get what these guys were thinking attacking a big, strong former pro athlete like Cam Newton. Did they not think he was going to pursue or jump on them? Who do they think they are? A fumble in the Super Bowl? No. No. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine being a beloved sports figure and just standing on the grass and all of a sudden someone attacks and pummels you out of nowhere? Or as Travis Kelsey calls it, a sideline disagreement. <laughs> <laughs> and even though uh, the whole thing was only about a minute, this uh, Cam fight was crazy. I mean, violent, featured bodies all over the place. In fact, at one point, things got so chaotic. How out of chaotic out of habit, Kyle Filipowski tried to trip someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh, 
Filipowski thing, the Duke uh, player. Court storming is getting out of control. Really seems to be a problem in college sports this year with dangerous incidents across the country. We saw it in the Big Ten with Ohio State and Iowa women. We saw it in the ACC with Wake Forest and Duke men. One conference, though, that we haven't seen it is in the Pac-12. Yeah, I mean, it's happened. Uh, just no one's been able to see it because it's been on the Pac-12 network. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, I'm sorry. But as we look into these last few weeks of the Pac-12 conference, the one thing I will not miss is the network and its inaccessibility. Look, I'm not saying that the station is hard to find, but Kate Middleton has been missing for three months. It turns out she's been hosting post-game shows on the Pac-12 network. Nobody knew. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of college sports, Caitlin Clark officially announced that she will be leaving Iowa to join the WNBA. And even though some people are surprised, I feel like she has never been more relatable. I mean, lots of people leave college and then have to take an unpaid internship. <laughs> more of a commentary on the state of... <laughs> I will say, though, the hype around Caitlin Clark is gigantic. People are excited to see what she can do and what impact she can have on the WNBA. I mean, I get it. She is charismatic, magnetic, uh, magnetic athlete, has incredible attitude. I love how she trash talks on the court. But I haven't seen a woman mock someone while scoring like that since Giselle used to call Tom while vacationing with her jujitsu teacher. <laughs> Too soon? There are reports, this this is real reports, that Tom Brady apparently knew that Giselle was cheating on him for years oh boy. with her jujitsu instructor. So evidently, Brady is not only famous for the tuck rule, but also the cuck rule. <laughs> that brings... That br- I was so excited when I thought of this. This is, brings us to... Jarrett Karnak the Magnificent. Okay, first one. The cream topping on a Sunday, the cream cheese on a bagel, and Tom Brady. <laughs> All those oh, things. No. Yeah. Yes. That series. Yeah, name three things that were whipped. <laughs> There's another one. Uh, Oh, Chop Robinson. Chop Robinson. Chop Robinson. Uh, What did the Moyle do to comedian Williams' boy during his circumcision? Chop Robinson. (laughs) Last one here. That's great. Okay. Hamstring. Oh, man, we've heard a lot about that around. Hamstring. Heard a lot about hamstring. Hamstring. Uh, What are the laces on Andy Reid's signature pork one shoes made of? (laughs) (laughs) Hamstring. Hamstrings, yes. Yeah, finally, speaking of uh, football, lots going on with pending free agency, the scouting combine, full offseason. But if you watch ESPN, if you watch FS1, the only thing they talk about is the Cowboys and owner Jerry Jones. Let's face it, it is a big year for them. 
I mean, in this coming year, Jerry Jones will receive more pressure than he ever has. Jerry Jones will receive more criticism than he ever has. Jerry Jones will receive more Father's Day cards than he ever has. Because, <laughs> yes, in conclusion, Jerry Jones once again ordered to take a paternity test by a 27-year-old woman who claims he is the father. 27 years old. Yeah, I think this checks out. Since the late 90s was the last time that someone with the Cowboys produced anything. Wow. <laughs> Let alone <laughs> reproduce <laughs> Jarrett. I'm all over the place today. Yes, that was an all over the place one. Because the cuck rule was one of the most biting jokes you've ever told. Uh-huh. And then you followed it up with that Chop Robinson. Well, thing. you know, it's a lot going on in that joke. <laughs> yeah, a lot. A lot. <laughs> a lot. And get your shots in now because you're not going to have the Pac-12 network to get know much longer. The people are great. Really? I love the people that work there. They worked hard, but... <laughs> Just mismanaged a lot of by a lot of people. I'm shaking my fist at you. <laughs> Why I out of Jared Carlin with the sports kebab. Is he four for four, Bick? Yeah. Yeah, uh, get back to me on that later. Infield you know single. Ah. Uh, I think mm, he moved the runners See, over on that one. <laughs> sometimes you just yeah, sometimes you gotta give second. up your at bat. Yeah, I get it. See, the un- WNBA underpays there. It was a productive uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some yeah. final thoughts coming up on this Friday as we head into the weekends here on Bickley Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Weekly and Murata. Song of the day. Very soothing song of the day today. Going back to my youth from 1990. A band called Knights or Ebb. The name of the song, Bick, is Getting Closer. That's the motto for Bradley Beal. Okay. Bradley Beal and Eric Gordon. Here's an interesting fact. If Bradley Beal does not play tomorrow night against the Houston Rockets, that will be game 60 for the Suns. That will be his 30th game missed. 50% availability through 60 Ooh, games, potentially. And two you kind of those, want a little more than that. Yes. Two of those games, he only played five minutes in each game, right? Yeah, he, he got play. injured twice uh, in the Knicks, and then that, that last game that he left, when he when he pulled the hamstring, he left early in the game. Yep. Getting closer to today's uh, song of the day. Going out to Bradley Beal. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. Uh, silly season is on. It's alive and well in the NFL. The Combine getting ready for the draft. Part of that silliness is the media availability that prospects have uh, uh-huh. during their time in Indianapolis. And this is making all kinds <laughs> Making all kinds of headlines. This is uh, draft prospect Tyler Owens of Texas Tech asked about his thoughts on space and 
the shape of the earth. You guys are discussing that you don't believe in. No, I don't believe in space. I'm like, what, what, what led you to that point to believe that? I it's hard to hear. Yeah, very hard to hear. Uh, but he said, "I don't believe in space. Uh-huh. I don't believe. I don't think there's other planets and stuff like that." Wow. I uh, based it on wow. his religion, and then he started seeing some flat Earth stuff and thought it was interesting. It sounds like no one could possibly believe that, but we all knew someone that believed exactly what that we, person just said. We had a former co-worker who did not believe in space, and this should be the warning to Tyler Owens. She was not drafted by an NFL team. No. <laughs> okay, first of all, I, I listen, I, I spent time earlier this week talking about how part of the deal is if you're trying to get to the bottom of these kids is trying to, to, to crack all their prep. Clearly, nobody spent a minute prepping this kid because you want to you want to sp- spread wackadoodle conspiracy theories. That's a good way to kind of make teams go, huh? Yeah. It's one way. Like if Kyrie Irving did that on his way yeah. from Duke into the NBA, right? people would be like, "Oh, wait, this is interesting." Mm. At least he waited until he won a championship and was a multi-time All Star and maybe one of the most talented players ever to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Even Aaron Rodgers waited till his twilight. Twilight years of the NFL to go wackadoodle. That, that is true. And if you don't believe in space, Tyler Owens, how do you explain that vast area between your ears? Oh, <laughs> oh. hello. <laughs> Dang. I'm sorry. No, it's what? yeah. But it, you mentioned something earlier today, Sarah. That the, the nature of questions is is the media availability at the NFL Combine going the way of media night at the Super Bowl where it's just get people asking wacky stupid questions that's a great now? question that's a really that's a certainly a pertinent question yeah somebody asked one of the athletes if he thinks birds are real that's another oh, thing I've that's going that. on online too yeah has been for a little while now people yeah. not believing that birds are real what planet are we on well, just the one. The one planet. The one planet. The, yeah. the only yeah. planet. Right. Yeah. The only <laughs> planet. The only planet in this yeah. year's solar pale system. Pale blue dot. <laughs> no, the, 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 the pale blue line. That's true. true. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's a good point. It's not a big blue marble, as we were told as kids. Even though there's any number of, of visuals that absolutely prove the curvature of the Earth. Okay. But if you're have your have your rabbit hole, folks. But there you go. If you're, and I'm saying this kindly, if you're open-minded enough, you can be convinced by other theories. That's how much information is misinformation is out there. Mm. Yep, something for everyone out there. You know, how, you know when my uh, belief in space was confirmed. Uh, is when I go outside at night and I look up. <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of will do it, right? Did you see all the fake birds flying around? Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, big weekend for the Suns. They've got the uh, Rockets tomorrow. Mar- Stoudemire going into the Ring of Honor. What's his last name, Jarrett? Stoudemire. Well done. I knew you could do it. Yeah, he was, uh, he was way into the game last night. Was wearing his own jersey too mm-hmm. from back in the day. Gotta love that, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Devin Booker of the uh, Suns uh, was very excited to see uh, Amari Stoudemire going in. And I acknowledge the fact that, hey, he wore number one before me. It's not number one going up there. It's number 32, which has been worn wow. since by uh, the That's likes right. of Shaquille O'Neal and others with the Suns. But, uh, and then the big game. The gauntlet starts on Sunday night with the Oklahoma City Thunder coming yes. to town. And yeah, they, this is the big. This is the big game now. It, it, to me, this is a game that everything, every little thing can spin in a better direction if they really, really perform well in that game. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I Oklahoma, hope Oklahoma City got bit last night by Wemby. They got beat pretty good by Wemby in the Spurs. Didn't see that coming. Yeah, neither did I. That's going to do it for us. Thanks to uh, Ken Summers, Sam Amick for joining us. Thanks to you for hanging out with us. As always, we'll be back on Monday morning. Have a safe weekend. Uh, Wolf and Luke are up next here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. We head off into the weekend with a collection of silliness. At Augusta, they said they don't care if you play on the PGA Tour. They don't care if you play in the Live Tour. You are welcome here as long as you're not a woman. I think I read somewhere he's on a program from Mayo now to stay hydrated. Oh, right? is that right? Yeah, I think so. You shouldn't drink Mayo. No, you really shouldn't. <laughs> There's only so many guys having underwear malfunctions running the 40-yard dash that can like keep an audience riveted. I've never, ever seen a pterodactyl with good hands. Ever. <laughs> Great wingspan, though. Does your mom smoke crack? Right. Is your mom a hoe? A dirty hoe is a happy hoe. Need a good hoe. Good sturdy hoe. Bull, bull. Bull. Bull, bull. Bull, bull, bull. Bull, 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 bull. Bull, 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 bull. Don't tell me my business, devil woman. My father will never tolerate this. Lord of the Rings, the question of the fight. Beware the fight, Michigan man. Nine. Say everything's bigger in Texas. Who do you think you are? I am. This time it's personal. You cool with Chicago? And you like Italian sausage? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's the deal with this hamstring? What is What's the deal, the deal with, with Bradley Beal? I mean, really. Hey, you. <laughs> yeah, it's murder. If you're doing illegal drugs, don't film it and put it on social media. Happy birthday, burrito. Can Jared the- just wash off, period? Bradley Hill. What, what a dorch. The gooch. The gooch. I'm a fighter, not a lover. Stomping out the flaming bag of poo. Cardball alert. Where did yeah. these cockroaches come from? <laughs> you want to mix Lipitor and meth. It sounds like I'm having a medical episode, but it was just a social studies question. We can edit that out of the podcast, right?